broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. Great news for the American people. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert, featuring Stephanie Bell, News Director Brian Houseworth, John Marsh, and Hannah the Producer. This is why we listen to you. Get ready, pal. And now, here's your host, Brandon Rathert. Freaking me out, man. It's just freaking me out. Tell them it's going to be a rock and roll. That's freaking you out on a feel-good Friday. I was chatting with Hal Dooley. He does a Saturday morning show on one of our stations, KWOS. And I was asking him, I'm like, man, when you're hanging out in these coffee shops, what are people talking about? And he said it is the, uh, it's inflation. It is gasoline prices, which are going down. Yay. Thank you, Joe. Oh, and lack of food items on shelves. You know, Yes. Last time I talked to Hal, all he wanted to talk about was his new granddaughter. Aww. <laughs> and she's a cutie. Aww. How about that? But he's saying this is what people are talking about. You know, uh, it is hard to find a lot of foods on, on a lot of the grocery stores, whether you're at Albertsons, uh, whether you're at Mosier's or something like that. Some of these items, it's hard to find. Supply chain issues is what they say. Supply chain issues ain't affecting that COVID vaccine, though. They're all about, we'll get that to you. We'll get that to you. Even the new iPhone 14 is being delayed. I've heard it's not worth it. I've heard it's really glitchy and not good that you should skip the 14. Um, so all these supply chain issues, but they're going to make sure you get jabbed with that COVID. By the way, large public sentiment, almost an overwhelming, I don't know, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit there, but this, this more and more people, even people that, well, oh, you got to mask up and you got to do this. Uh, they're kind of like, my gosh, we're done with this, man. You guys are insane and you lied to us and misled us. We are done with this uh, with this stuff. So those are some of the things freaking folks out this morning. Welcome to the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. John Marsh, Stephanie Bell, Brian Housworth, producer Hannah. My name is Brandon. If there was something that we can do for you, 874-9390. Big day in Jefferson City. So this past week, um, you've got a lot of freshman lawmakers. By the way, Maisie Boyd, uh, she, best anybody can tell, she's about, and there's some nuts and bolts, but basically one of the youngest legislators ever to be uh, serving in the Missouri House of Representatives. She reps an area, I think like St. Joseph uh, area, and she was here on the show, even though she's out of district. Fascinating story. She was at a good interview. Yeah, just a fascinating interview. She's, she's from Hamilton, by the way. Hamilton. Yep. Uh, John Marsh and I had an opportunity to chat with her uh, the other night. She was at an event in Jefferson City, and so we spent some time with her. So a lot of these freshmen that and uh, Jim Schulte, Fulton area, uh, he was there. So there's a lot of lot of buzz in Jefferson City over the past couple of days. Freshman lawmakers going through orientation and then pre-filed bills. Um, Marsh one or two that you kind of look at and you go, yeah, that caught my attention. I think the thing out of Columbia. Yeah, State Rep. David Tyson Smith pre-files a bill to stop teenagers from buying semi-automatic 
and automatic uh, guns. Prefiled the legislation that if passed would prohibit teens from purchasing semi-automatic or automatic weapons. You know, we knew that was coming, and I agree with you both. That's, uh, that is a big one. Um, when when you were out, uh, Brandon, in Idaho <clears throat> on your uh, for Thanksgiving, we had uh, Representative Cherie Tolson-Reich on the program from Holesville. It was more about a Thanksgiving interview, and I actually asked her about David Tyson Smith's idea of Democrats and Republicans dining together, and she actually likes that idea. But she brought it up. I wasn't going to bring it up the day before Thanksgiving. She said this bill that you just referred to, that it won't it's it won't go anywhere. It won't be, she said, the committee chairman aren't going to bring it up. Um, she said that she may be in the super minority here in Boone County, but she's a member of the super majority, and she pretty much said this bill's not going anywhere, and if it does even pass, it'll ne- never make it for a floor vote. She said that on air. Yeah, another Democrat also proposed a constitutional amendment to require background checks for firearm, all firearm transfers of ownership and concealed carry permits. I don't think that's going to go anywhere mm-hmm. either. Um, another, So there were Republicans filing some stuff about guns. Uh, Republican State Rep Chris Dinkins filed a school, a bill to expand the school protection officer program, and this would actually um, offer security training for teachers and administrators who want to carry a firearm in schools. So, you know, I think um, it, it's interesting to me that Democrats are picking the gun issue because, I again, like Representative Rice said, I don't think... Clearly, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Um, the big one for me, though, was this uh, Eigel bill. I think Bill um, Eigel, he was a guy in effect. Him and some of his other lawmakers, they were there was this battle um, regarding redistricting in Missouri. He's actually in town today. He's at Columbia speaking at the Columbia Pachyderm meeting, noon o'clock today, uh, Dickie's Barbecue. But we talked about the state budget surplus right now. We've got a ton of money, um, mainly due to the Fed, federal money. Uh, and he filed a bill that uh, that basically would sweep off some of this excess into a fund. And he says he wants to use it to widen I-70 um, and said, based on his estimates, that, you know, if we did, if we followed the provisions of his bill took some of the excess plus contributed some every year that we would have enough to uh, basically reconstruct I-70. MoDOT, I think, is saying, I'm not so sure about that. So I'm sure there'll be a numbers game. But I do think, you know, what, you know, it is like a one-time fund. and one, It's one-time money, and that's a one-time project. I think a lot of people could get behind that. How many times have we sat here on the show and talked about the importance, and any politician talked about the importance of the I-70 corridor, uh, St. Louis to Kansas City, through mid-Missouri, and not just for us mid-Missourians, but the amount of commerce on a U.S. national level that comes yep. through here. And on Sundays, when you're trying to come home from St. Louis, especially on a Thanksgiving weekend, boy, we sure could have used an extra lane on I-70. Right. In the rural communities, too, there's a lot of farmers that depend on it. I agree with Stephanie that Eigel Bill is a big deal and certainly <laughs> worthy of discussion and MoDOT, I'm a little surprised that they are saying maybe the numbers don't match up. Uh, we, we, I mean, is it bill, sustainable? Was, I think was, is a question. Well, yeah. the, but the bill was just filed. There's no way anybody could put together a, a fiscal note on that yet. Um, the that would take some time. It's certainly worth mentioning. 
part of the issue is some people want to turn that into a toll highway and the voters of this state have rejected toll roads um before so i I, and there's other possibilities to fund it as well but certainly that eagle bill is intriguing and i'll clarify my comments about modot so i guess mckenna uh had said they don't have any good estimates of what a four-lane approach would be um and apparently i think that's because it would maybe require some of the exits and everything else like uh, other types of construction that modot did put out an estimate this summer that said it would be 2.75 billion to add a third lane so they know the three lane they're not sure on the four lane in and part of the issue, too, that um, Mr. McKenna has talked about, and hopefully, Brandon, we can get him on. Um, he'll be at the, the governor's prayer breakfast. It's it's not just the third lane. The, the issue on I-70 right here in Columbia and elsewhere is the pavement is in yeah. bad shape. They're going to have to read. I mean, it's in bad shape. We're talking about a lot yeah. of money. And uh, I'm surprised. I thought maybe that with with President Biden signing that that infrastructure bill, they could tap some of that. But so far, that hasn't happened. I'm actually going to be talking to him today. I'm doing Good. this week in Missouri Good. politics with Scott Fawn. Uh, so and it'll be interesting as I'm looking at some of our more recent text here between David Tyson Smith and myself. Mm-hmm. So maybe we will talk about that. And you can watch this week in Missouri politics Sunday morning on KMOS. And the other big topic I think of pre-filed bills was initiative petition reform. Form, and we've seen this in years past. It's been debated. It hasn't really gone anywhere. I'm kind of surprised um, because we really haven't had that many citizen initiatives um, in the last cycle. And actually, if you think about it, most of the issues we voted on in the last cycle was stuff put there by the legislature. Yes. And so, um, but but obviously, they had. There's been debate for years about how you qualify it, and then also should there be a higher threshold for approving a particularly a constitutional amendment. So I expect that to be front and center as well. And the other bill that I think we should mention for our listening area is, and she's out of the area, but a huge name. Keep your eye on her name. Her name is Carla Esslinger. She's mm-hmm. from Wasola, rising star in the Republican Party. I mean, we've heard the potentially bigger things for her state senator right now. Her bill, Brandon, is basically it aimed at some of the Republicans in the Senate that got rid of the tax credits for the move the industry and it's all about a show called ozark it's a show called ozark <laughs> which is filmed in georgia it's filmed in georgia because the supporters of this bill say they don't have the proper tax credits and uh you know so jason bateman instead of being at the lake of the ozarks when he's doing these segments he could be although he's been there a few times i've heard bottom line is a lot of that is filmed in georgia her argument is bring it here hire missourians they'd have to hire a certain amount of missourians i've read that bill that is very intriguing but she may run into some issues there with her own party i did see a lot on tax credits other things to be watching for sports betting and gaming i think will come back up and then also a lot on education 874-9390-874-9390 david tyson smith says even though you can go in the military and fight our country using some of these weapons but you can't uh, you can't do it out here. I don't understand that thought process. Les, welcome into Wake Up Mid Missouri. What can we do for you? Good morning, Brandon. Uh, there was a case in California. California had a law that eighteen, nineteen year olds could not buy guns either, and that was struck down by a federal judge in California. Now that's still going through the courts, but that federal judge said this is unconstitutional. What part of thou shall not infringe? Do you not understand? With Tyson Smith coming up and and implementing and trying to push through unconstitutional laws, that's abrogating his swearing in right there. So he should not even be there if he knows, and he should know, as being a lawyer, that he can't can't file bills that are unconstitutional. 
He should be thrown out. All right. Well, I'll ask him about that today when I see him. 874-939. Thank you for the phone call. Let's let's point something out in in fairness. He is an attorney, and he's a well-respected attorney, and it may be declared unconstitutional by a federal judge in California, but... What that caller said is the key is it's still working its way through Hello. the courts. It's working its way through the courts. So, you know, this bill that Tyson Smith, whether or not it's constitutional, I'm not an attorney, it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, we know that uh, Sherry Tolson Reich told us that, but nonetheless, it is newsworthy. And Tyson Smith is doing this bill because of the shooting in St. Louis at the high school. He made that very clear. Eight seven four ninety three ninety. Hello, Joe. What's on your mind? Well, I'm I'm seeing these J-backs not have an accelerator lane we, on 63. We yeah. need we need an accelerator lane. We they do a J-back, but then they just J it right into the lane, oncoming lane, and we need an accelerator lane. You know, we have asphalt. We have oil in this country. The reason it's so expensive to buy asphalt and stuff is because we're importing it. If we just go out here and drill a hole in the ground, suck that oil out of there, make our own asphalt, then we could do all our roads. I love the idea of three lanes and four and five lanes when you hit the cities. You know, here's you the thing. That, a four yeah. lane all the way through here. Joe, here's the thing that gets me. So, like, there's that one spot, and it's relatively new, and I can't. it's not High Hill, but between here and St. Louis, where you have that big, giant dip, and then that big, where you got to go back up, they finally expanded that to three lanes. I'm like, why can't you just do this from... Right. Uh, hey, you know what's really pissing me off also yeah. is when they take their brush cutter and they start cutting down the 8, 10-inch trees along the highway, and it looks like hell. They need to go out there with a chainsaw and clean that mess up that they make. If they want to cut the trees back before they fix the road, you know, want to cut the trees back before they pick the trash up, yeah. you know, cut the trees before they fix the, the uh, deceleration lanes that go up onto our uh, ramps... You know, anything at all, pile of asphalt. I saw seven MoDOT workers in a, in a crew truck driving around with one shovel in the back and a pile of asphalt with a, with a, with a three, four ton truck behind it with that gear that sticks out that keeps you from ramming. I know if you hit that thing, it protects the people in front. But what about the mentality of the people in the vehicles riding around seven of them, sucking up tax dollars and not doing anything? Joe, thank you for the phone call. I hope you check in on uh, Frosty Buns Friday on the Gary Nolan Show. Gary Nolan's here at 9 o'clock on Fridays, does Frosty Buns, whatever it is you want to talk about. And I agree. Uh, By the way, there were uh, crews north of 63, or excuse me, on 63 north of 70 yesterday, and they were mowing. And I wish there were a way. Because, yeah, they go out and nobody picks uh, picks the trash up before it gets mowed. And and it makes mid-Missouri uh, just look dumpy. Uh, really quick, I want to get into this movie trailer. came out this week. This is based on a true story. Uh, there was a story several, uh, several years ago that in- <laughs> ingested a duffel bag of cocaine. <laughs> in ni- it was like Knoxville, Tennessee. I used to work with that guy. With what guy? The band. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the music station across the hall, I think. Uh, let's do this because this this story deserves some attention. I think maybe we'll do that at seven thirty-five because we want to move forward. Get ready for what's hot with Hannah. What do you have for us today, Hannah? Stephanie has been dying to ask this question on the Wake Up Facebook page about white elephant gifts and the best one you've ever given or received. All right, so some suggestions. You want to steal some ideas from us? Hannah's going to share some of those coming up with you. 725-ish on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. 
This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring Brandon Rathert. Morning, 725-ish, which means it's... It's 728. Time for What's Hot with Hannah. Stephanie has been really excited the past couple weeks because she's been getting her white elephant gifts ready for her holiday parties that she's headed to in the next couple weeks. And she wanted to ask the Wake Up family, what is the best white elephant gift you've ever given or received? Now, for folks that don't know what the white elephant Christmas gift thing is... There's a couple different ways you can do it. I've seen it done where everybody brings... A gift under a certain dollar amount. Sometimes it's real gifts, and sometimes it's who can find the like funniest gift, who can find the worst gift. You can do it several different ways. When I think of White Elephant, I think of funny gifts that aren't legit, you know? Um, Ashley on the Facebook page says, One of the people at the party that I attended was perpetually single. Sounds like Brandon Rather. <laughs> My gift was the book, It's Okay to Be Single. Of course, she picked that gift. She was mad, but my friends and I laughed about it. (laughs) So yeah, White Elephant, you don't know who is going to get your gift. You pick one at random. Usually you draw numbers or something like that you can steal. So it was just luck of the draw that the perpetually single friend got stuck with the book called It's Okay to Be Single. My fave was I was at a party and it was shortly after the Greitens resignation. And I guess he gave out copies of his book to like most people in state government. <laughs> and, and my friends thought it was hilarious because I was like the political person that I drew their, their gift. But when I opened <laughs> the Greitens book that had been re-gifted to me following him being disgraced, it was pretty awesome. Myra got beef jerky and summer sausage and it ended up with a vegetarian coworker. <laughs> <laughs> Points. Uh, coming up a few minutes from now here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWS. Mid-Missouri town wanting to clamp down on people who rent out their homes as Airbnbs. Trump had dinner at Mar-a-Lago with Kanye West and a well-known white supremacist. Seriously, you know these are crazy times when Trump is only the third most problematic person at the table. It's freaking me out, man. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Fallon. They're one of the big stories this week. By the way, uh, Elon Musk, uh, he yanked uh, Kanye West off the Twitter. So <laughs> Elon Musk, we're all celebrating. Hey, you know, he's going to let us have freedom of speech. But not Kanye West. Listener Sean texted us a story this morning. I said, we actually already have it. Elon Musk is apparently, he likes the fact that Bill Gates put uh, put those little brain chips into the COVID vaccine. So every time we went oh, and, no. and got a COVID vaccine, uh, there were chips implanted into our brains by Bill Gates. Apparently, Elon Musk thinks it's a, he likes the idea. He is uh, saying, hey, we're actually kind of looking at this, and it has to do with neuron. Now, it's not for reasons like to control you and stuff like that, but it's still an implant chip, I guess, um, in your brain. It's a true story. Welcome to the show. Wake up, Missouri. Sorry, it's good if good if you get out of the fence and they can't find you, right? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you know, and people, uh, anytime I bring this up, and I bring it up kind of in a light-hearted way, but I think it's a good idea, and I don't want to get real serious here, but every time we have a child that goes missing, hell, we put, we put chips in our pets. Why do we do that? Why, Brian, why do we put chips in our pets? I don't know. So, so when we they, can find them. So we okay, can find okay. them when that they get lost. Okay. And I am thoroughly convinced that really wealthy people who have, like, you know, what was that movie where the, the Taken or whatever? Like, wealthier oh, people. Oh, Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, like, there's a reason for your kids to get stolen, perhaps, um, that they already do this. That, that there are people chipped out there for tracking purposes. I mean, my phone has a tracker on it. Yeah. Um, and then we use those phones to track... Our loved ones, the sure. electronic leash, because uh, I want to know where you are at all times. I think, I really honestly, and I know people go, whoa, you can't do that. But really, uh, ask any parent who has ever had a child go missing. We put chips, hell, I bet there's some people that will even put a microchip in their cat. I get <laughs> I get putting a microchip in your dog. Your dog goes missing. Yeah, I want to know where it is. Our kids, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Put microchips in kids, so if they go missing, you can track them. But let's not talk about that, because I, I know the kind of way well, you can't go and uh, do that. We'll do it in our dogs. We want to find our dogs, but not our kids. Uh, welcome to the show. Feel good Friday. There is Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Mr. Brian Houseworth in the house. We've got a big, big football game today. Yeah. I mean, this is as big as anything that we're going to see um, in terms of two teams. Um Kevin Kelly will have a great call today and uh, hope for good weather. It's going to be very windy. Punting will be almost impossible in this kind of wind and coming up today. But Blair Oaks and, and uh, Blair Lamar, Oaks doesn't punt. They, yeah, they don't punt. <laughs> they <laughs> score. They do. And by the same token, Lamar does as well. But I have a feeling both of these teams may be punting a little bit today just because they're that good. But gosh, it's going to be a great game. Wasn't it Harrison Butker a couple of years ago for the Chiefs because the Chiefs score more often than Charlie Sheen? And Harrison Butker one time <laughs> comes out on. Comes out onto the field and he says to Patrick Mahomes as they're crossing paths, he's like, "Hey man, thanks for letting me get onto the field today. It's going to be like that with Blair Oaks, you think, John? Yeah, let's hope it's going to be like Brian said. This is quite the matchup for the Missouri State uh, Class Two football title. Blair Oaks Falcons unbeaten and Lamar. I think they've had a loss, haven't they, Brian? They had one loss to Seneca, but then they turned around in the playoffs and beat Seneca by forty. And the thing about Lamar is, and Blair Oaks is loaded. Dylan Hare, goodness gracious, uh, unbelievable what he's done. But Lamar has won eight state championships since twenty eleven, and they're just really, really good. In fact, their coach left Lamar to come up to Jeff City and only stayed with the J program for That's a few. Right. It was kind of he was pretty frustrated. He didn't like it there. Um, he, I don't know. I believe he's back at Lamar, Web City, one of those schools. But, but uh, should be a great game. Uh, this off the text, something I'm grateful for today, something I'm feeling good about on a feel-good Friday. My daughter and the Columbia College volleyball team playing in Nationals this week and made it to the Elite Eight. Very proud of those young Great. ladies. That's How awesome. about that? Uh, before we get on, there's a, a, a mid-Missouri uh, town, and they're talking about regulations as it relates to short-term rental owners. Mm-hmm. Airbnbs. Uh, we're going to cover that here, but I got to get to uh, to this. We're talking about the movie Violent Night comes out this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Houseworth makes his exit. <laughs> Houseworth out. <laughs> See ya. Uh, movie trailer for the movie Violent Night. What is it? That is a direct hotline. Santa Claus himself. I can talk. 
get through Santa? All right, revelers. Welcome to your worst Christmas ever. Let's go! And what it is, it's these this uh these mercenaries they bust into a rich family's home but their santa claus is there with the, his machine gun and him and rudolph they go out and uh save the day there's a movie trailer it's not coming out until february but there's a, a movie trailer that was released this week and uh it is phenomenal have you seen the trailer uh, hannah or are you just familiar with the concept of this movie um i'm familiar with the concept all right marsh you familiar Yes. <laughs> our friend Shags from one of our sister stations has been very, very excited about this movie. So back in 1985, this was... Uh, Steph, were you born yet in 85? No comment. No comment. Uh, <laughs> Hannah was not here. But there was this drug smuggler, Andrew Thorne. He dumped a duffel bag of cocaine. He's flying. Uh, he's over north in Georgia. And I guess he's he's getting the idea the feds are getting onto him. So he takes these cocaine, the duffel bag full of cocaine, drops him. And apparently a black bear just sniffing around for berries and stuff. Got a snootful. <laughs> he got a snootful. So this bear... Weighs 175 pounds. The bear comes. Bears will eat anything, by the way, including, in some circumstances, uh, you. So the bear uh, was apparently, bear apparently proceeded to eat the 175 pounds of cocaine. The bear discovered months later, lying dead among some 40. <laughs> God, you can't. Like, that'll teach him. That'll teach him. Uh, this is a true story. Some uh, 40-odd empty cocaine containers, presumably, uh, presumably having overdosed on the drug. And there's some familiar names in the Elizabeth Banks. She's been in. She's one of those. Don't know the name, but if you saw the face, you'd go, oh, yeah, I know. This her. was Ray Liotta's last movie. Yeah, so Ray Liotta, who died. This is his final screen performance. Uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, who I think played the uh, the redheaded dude on, oh, what's the, uh, the, fam- the uh, modern family? Uh, Carrie Russell. So the movie is based. It's based on a true story. To give you an idea how of how this works. This is almost like the White House. Our comments are based on a true story, even though they are not accurate. So this movie uh, has this bear going around, taking part in violent, bloody killings. Bear chases down an ambulance. The bear snorts cocaine off a severed leg, and then stops to. To admire butterflies. Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 no. don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on The bear did cocaine. A bear did cocaine. There was a bear. A bear? So now this bear? The acting even sounds bad. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Like... I have, last time I went to a movie, it's been almost three years ago, it was the Joker movie, um, and I can't remember who starred in it, didn't even stay for the whole, so it's been a long time since I have been in a movie theater. I would go and see this movie expecting that I would not enjoy it. I would enjoy it because 
of its cheesiness. Kind of drive-in fare. Yeah, this bear running around the woods, pulling out dollar bills and snorting up the uh, snorting up the cocaine. So this bear had become so popular that it's displayed inside the Kentucky Fun Mall. People come by. There's this stuffed bear that died of a cocaine overdose, and they go and they get their pictures uh, taken with it. Did you see there was another trailer that came out yesterday for Indiana Jones 5? God, no. <laughs> well, the reason I say, oh, God, no, Indiana Jones 4, well, I was real hopeful for, what, 14, 15 years ago. Uh, I thought back then Harrison Ford should be done. But now there's an Indiana Jones 5. Yes, he is 80 years old, and the movie takes place in the 1960s, and they're doing something kind of cool, and they're going to make him look younger using like CGI effects throughout the whole movie <laughs> i'm serious gosh so there's a uh, town in uh, mid-missouri uh, and i'll uh, give you an opportunity to guess they want to clamp down they want to control what you do with your property yeah it's columbia you're right uh, that wasn't a hard one was it marsh no it was people's republic <laughs> is what i was going to say yeah. same difference people's republic of uh Columbian is what they're doing they're trying to propose regulations as it relates to short-term uh, rental owners, so people that have properties and they take their property say, hey, I want to rent this out. People at Airbnbs. Jim Yankee chatting with ABC 17. He's not pleased with this. You're really, you are. You're putting small business owners out of business. You're restricting property rights, which is a pretty clear violation of the Constitution. I mean, you're just telling people that they can't earn income off of their property. And I just think on many levels, it's not fair. It's not right. It's not fair to small business. It's not good for our community. Amen, Brother Jim Yankee. I don't know you, but I agree with you. But I wonder, but what about your neighbors? Let's say you're, you have a house and you rent it out, or your neighbor has an Airbnb. And every weekend, you got strangers coming in, loading up, and taking off. Is, if you're a neighbor to that house, does that affect you? Does that bother you? I think that's a... Yeah, uh, I have a wedding I, venue next door to me, and it was kind of rugged over the week on the weekends. So, yeah, I can relate to that. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I had, I at one point lived next to someone who was older and kind of like let their fa- young family member house sit, and there are people in and out and in and out. I mean, nothing prevents like a regular homeowner from having kind of bizarro activities at their home, right? Um, and John, you'll have to help me remember, but Jeff City had this debate a number of years ago. It was really early on with Airbnb and they were, and they were going to, you know, I could think retroactively say, okay, well, you can't have, you know, Airbnbs in basically in nicer neighborhoods or in, in areas that aren't, you know, yeah, mixed think, zoning. Yeah, they went to define exactly, like you said, the zoning where, where they're appropriate. And well, but I think it, it ended up that, yeah, you can have Airbnbs basically in most places um, because a lot of the folks already had their Airbnbs set up and they're thinking, well, I already have this and now you're going to take it away. And, you know, and I think for the most part, um, you know, I haven't heard of big rumblings about, oh my gosh, Airbnb. I mean, have you stayed in an Airbnb lately? I stayed in one in Nashville. Those things are expensive, yeah. you know? I mean, so I think most people who ha- live in proximity to an Airbnb, the kind of people who stay there aren't giving them a lot of headaches. Um, I could be wrong, but... I, I stayed at an Airbnb last summer and we got several warnings from the Airbnb owner about the neighbors. <laughs> Basically oh, saying God. the neighbors looked for any excuse to call the cops because wow. they didn't like the fact that they were living next to an Airbnb. Hmm. So we had to be really careful about where we parked our cars, like how loud we were in the evening, things like that. Um, and luckily, we didn't have any issues, but the owner made it sound like it's been an 
ongoing thing for quite a while. So the city of Columbia, same people that put uh, people out of business because they didn't want you to have, they didn't want you to allow a certain number of people into your businesses during the COVID thing. Now they want to take away, potentially, maybe they're talking about it, your ability to do uh, rent out your property if you would like. And then they want to take the COVID relief money and, and give it to homelessness, which that's okay to an extent, but the extent they're doing it, that, that is leadership in Columbia. Uh, we are doing our holiday wish. 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. Trying to help holiday wishes come true. Missouri Vane Care, D. Rose, Hibbit Sports Love Columbia, Common Ground Coffee in Jefferson City. As a matter of fact, coming up about five minutes from now, here's the moment that we are going to make one of those wishes come true. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring Brandon Rathert. I really deeply wish that I had taken, like, a lot more responsibility. Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, SBF, the FTX guy, he's the one that basically, I guess, duped uh, uh, celebrity investors, Tom Brady, amongst those billions of dollars, and apparently funneled, funneled it to Democrats. Uh, I like the apology. I really deeply wish that I had taken, like, a lot more responsibility. Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I, I wish I had taken more responsibility. My bad. $26.5 billion down the toilet. Like, I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, welcome into the show. Feel Good Friday. Stephanie Powell, producer Anna, Sean Marsh. I am Brandon Rather. One of the things that we are doing this year, our Holiday Wish program, we're trying to help out mid-Missourians that need some help dur- here during the uh, holidays. And we know everybody, you know, we feel like we want to do something during this time of the year. People like Hibbit Sports, Love Columbia, Common Ground. You can go to our websites, 939theeagle.com, kwos.com, and you can submit a wish there. D-Rose, Missouri, Vane care uh we're chatting with a michelle smith small very tight family but needing some help here during the holidays with the kids michelle welcome into wake up mid-missouri tell us a little bit about what's going on at your house well i i'm a single mom my son at the age of 16 was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis which is an autoimmune disease that affects the digestive tract. Uh, he ends up in the hospital. His first stint in the hospital was like 31 days total. The first year after he got out of the hospital, it was medicine infusions. And so it took us a really long time to just really get him healthy. October, he had another flare and ended up in the hospital for another five days. He's doing better now, but yeah, there's there's lots of bills. There was a time that I was without work. I have an 18-year-old daughter who is a senior and has been a really big support for her brother. You know, the three of us are all very, very close. You know, there's expenses with her senior year coming up, and I just want to make sure that she has everything that that she needs, you know, to get ready for college. So, wow. Well, and we want to uh, we want to help, so we're going to um, we're going to do some things here. We're going to make sure that you get some help. Make sure you're done because your daughter getting getting ready to go to college. Uh, 
she shouldn't be stressing at that. So we're going to hook you up thanks to D. Rose, Missouri Vein Care, Hibbit Sports, Love Columbia, and Common Ground in Jefferson City. Okay? Thank you. And thank you for your support. If there's somebody uh, that, that you know that, that needs some help, because listen, say what you will, but ultimately, you know, we just want to try to help folks. I mean, you've got a family, you've got a daughter getting ready to go to college, you've got a sick brother helping her mom. And the daughter, she shouldn't have to be worrying about some of those things. Go to the website, it's 93.9theeagle.com, KWOS.com. You can submit your wish there. Coming up, 835. Winners and losers of the week. Get your submissions into us now via text 874 9390.